Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription, and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Levin Books from Belgium. Born in Giel in Belgium and growing up in Tessendelo, as a few words that we may get picked up on there. <laughs> Levin wanted to uh, be a Lego designer growing up. Although, as you may have guessed, Levin is a Luntmeter, also known as a surveyor. He is also a CEO, CFO, head of it, and Rodman at LSB BVBA. We'll get him, we'll check that one. Man of all trades, you could say. He began his career at a surveying firm in Brussels. He spends his work days completing scanning and surveying on mostly construction. And in his spare time, he enjoys life with his young family, cycling and skiing. Welcome, Levin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Peter. Thanks you for, for having me on. So uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. You're welcome. It's, uh, it's nice to have people other than, than mostly the Australians. So we hear a little bit about what goes on in the rest of the world. Now, before we get into your career... Um, 80% of my listeners are from Australia. Um, so give us a little bit of background of what it was actually like for you growing up in, is it Tessendolo? Is that, how do you say it? <laughs> yes, yes. It's a very tiny, uh, very tiny place in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Belgium itself is, isn't very big, of course. So mm. you drive through the whole of Belgium in two hours. Oh, from gosh. the coast to, to the, the south end, so it's very small. But we have the, uh, the advantage here that we are not far from any major city, so we can mm-hmm. drive to Paris, we can drive to Amsterdam. London mm-hmm. is only two hours away by train. Wow. So like I, for us, it's, it's like small here, but we, we can be in, I can be in Holland in like uh, 30 minutes. And in Germany, in like uh, 35 or 40 minutes. Wow, that's Germany, just crazy. So. <laughs> it takes us, um, I think it's six hours or six or eight hours, I don't know, I can't even remember, to fly to, to, fly to the other side of the country from east to west. <laughs> yeah, you can do it by car. If there's no traffic jams, you can do it in like two hours, you're on the other side. Yeah, right. Um, so being a small town that you grew up in, um, was it like a country kind of town or it was closer to the city? Yeah, because it's Belgium is like, the, I think after Bangladesh, the most densely populated uh, country oh. in the world. So we are always very close to, to another city or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Um, we live 
I in the town, but I we go shopping in a in a larger city that's mm. like ten mm-hmm. kilometers or fifty kilometers away. So yeah, right. It's like more the city. I it's more city orientated. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, so from Lego designer to surveyor. So did you go to university? Have you got a qualification in surveying? Um, when I got my degree, so it's like in 99, I finished uh, school. There was only one possibility at the time. So you had to follow. Um, it was not university. It was, a, it was like a four-year course. And uh, I did um, civil engineering. Oh, okay. With So it was a basic civil engineering degree, but Mm -hmm. we could take surveying as an add-on. So we could have like two two degrees for the price of one, let's say. And But that was at that time the only possibility to get a surveyor's degree. Now there are more uh, options. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know exactly what you can buy, but Mm. what's... There's to follow now, but um, at that time there was only one one option. Before I went in, before me, so like twenty years or thirty years earlier, you you had to uh, follow like courses after school or mm-hmm. weekends, and then do a certain amount of um, practice at an at a surveyor's office to get your final degree. Ah. Uh. Yeah, okay. But now, like, if you study, like, geography or stuff like that, you can add also, you can you can take a surveyor's class as a surplus and then um, get your degree from there. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have a system over there that's like um, ours with a, the registration process or once you've done the university sort of thing, you're a surveyor and you and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, so that's very different. Like <laughs> when I hear the podcasts, yes, uh, it's, very, it's, it's, it's very complicated here. It's very simple. You mm-hmm. get your degree. You're then I by trade. You're a lab, in, in in Dutch. It's called a landmeter expert. So you're uh, a surveyor expert. Yeah, it's like to to do uh, tax valuations of houses. And if you okay. you can go work for a company then with no problem, and but you cannot sign anything. So you can work as a surveyor for a company. But mm-hmm. The company has to have one, one uh, senior member who is a surveyor by license. Right. And how you get your surveyor by license degree is very, very uh, simple. You go to the court and um, it's like, there's a court system here where people who done traffic offenses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a weekly court session and you you just sit there between those people and they call you up and you have to say an <laughs> oath and that's it. And that's it. Wow. Yeah, but after you have the oath, you have to I you have to to have a like um, you have to be in shorts. Yeah, so definitely oh, yes. in shorts. And then also every year we have to take courses to have 20 points to keep our license. Right. Okay. So there's like every year a lot of courses to like how to to use the the GIS, the GIS data on the mm-hmm. internet or how to do a boundary uh, survey or how to do this, how to do that. And you have to, to get 20 points. Right. So that's, that's similar like, to us over here. We've got to do continuing continuous 
professional development and every year um, it's only the registered or licensed surveyors that have to collect those points, but um, all, all the technician people don't have to, surveyors don't have to do that, but it's good that they do that over there for sure. Yeah, but it's like yeah. only I, for we as surveyors, we think about it as a, just a money-making machine because <laughs> the, the, the courses are very similar every time. So you, there are a lot of people who, who enter a course and read the newspaper and do something else just oh, to get the points. Oh, I see. Okay. So, mm. uh, but you have to be, I to sign documents. So the one, I, there are two things that there are, we are only allowed to do as surveyors is boundary surveys and then tax valuations of houses or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That That's the, the, the thing that's uh, only permitted to surveyors so um like staking on the construction sites if if someone if an, an intern from the construction company does it it's fine but the problem is they I, or they have to to insure themselves mm-hmm. but, uh, it's very difficult and very uh, expensive or they hire surveyors to do it right. so like construction surveyors as construction sites it's and the, the the most part is done still by surveyors. Yeah, okay. By licensed one, because if there's a problem, we can uh, we can be legally responsible if yep. we are insured. And so so, like so the system. ones that aren't licensed don't have the insurance or they can't get the insurance. Is that correct? Is that how it works? So if you're yeah. not insured, yeah. Yeah, you can get an, an, an uh, uh, we have a specific uh, surveyors insurance. Uh-huh. So they can get a, a, an insurance for, as a construction construction company, they can get insurance for all hazards. So that's that's no problem. But like mm-hmm. people who do over here, who do like uh, scanning jobs that have no, are not surveyors. Mm-hmm. If there's something very wrong, they, they cannot be insured. So a lot of people do scanning here and drone flights, but aren't insured. Oh, I see. And that's and if, a bit of a, the problem here because mm. um, all these people who do, do, I'm not saying that they don't, they don't do good jobs, but there are a lot of people who don't know what they are doing and they tend to uh, keep the prices very low. So for <laughs> us, so for us as, as licensed people, as mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have to pay insurance, we have to do this, that, we have a lot of uh, obligations and they have not. So it's like mm. a bit of a, a non, I, the, the competition is not very fair, to be honest. Do they, when, so like if they're doing these sort of jobs and sort of in a little bit in, in competition with the surveyors, um, what happens if they, if they don't have the insurance and they've done something wrong, they just, get sued go to court what how does that <laughs> well, uh, mo- uh, I, most often what happens is, is if they get sued and it's for a very large amount they go bust yeah okay it's very simple mm. fair enough so but but i it's very difficult to to go in court for for all these kind of, of things so what happens mostly is when a, when a company has done a job with another company 
that went wrong, they just uh, say, okay, you go out, we don't pay your invoice, and we get another one uh, who has right. to clear up your mess. Mm. So we tend, I, over here in Belgium, it's, it's not very common to, to go to court. Mm, it's only in very extreme, uh, in very extreme circumstances. We tend to, to try to resolve the matters um, in another way because it's, it takes forever and uh, mm. yeah, the work has to be continued. So that's, that's a bit of a, a mm. the way we work here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so you did, when, just going back to your university, when you did your, your, your um, qualifications and then you did that extra surveying, did, did you know when you went into uni or into the college system to get your, your degree that you wanted to be a surveyor or it was only once you were doing, doing your studies that you chose the no. extra? So when I grew up, when I was like 14 or 15, I had a friend of mine who worked uh, as a as an, uh, a rock man for a surveyor in town. So we helped uh-huh. him out in the weekends to 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 hold the prism and to to dig some holes to ah, to, okay. to place cool. some stones. Mm-hmm. But he was tired of it after a while, and uh, he asked because I earned a bit of money with that, and he asked if are you interested in doing that? I said, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not? So I, I helped him out a bit. That was when I was about 16, 17, I think. And then, okay, I, I, that, that stopped. But then when I got to uni, I first started one year as a computer scientist. I, I tried that, but that wasn't a complete failure. <laughs> but then I, I said, okay, I want to go, uh, to get, to go uh, to get a civil engineer's degree. Mm-hmm. And then in Belgium, the, two, the, the first two years of civil engineering, it's like for everyone the same. Or you're doing construction afterwards, or you're doing mechanics or electronics. Or... Okay. So the first two years are the same, and then you yeah. have to choose. And then I, I chose uh, construction because I, I, it interested me. Yeah. But yeah. Because it was a, uh, an add-on, and I said, okay, why I, won't, uh, why I wouldn't try surveying? I like to be outside, mm. and I so it's, it happened like that. Yeah, fair enough. I was just yeah, I was just wondering because he said there wasn't that actual degree in it, so I thought there must have been something that triggered you wanting to actually do the extra, the extra courses for it. So, and you own your own business now. Yeah. Mm. How did that come about? So when when you finished, so you're working. For your friend, well, with the with your friend and everything, you finished school, did you your qualifications, and then what happened when you finished your qualifications? How did you get to where you are now? Um, I, I because I I did a few years, I so I didn't do everything in four years. Okay. <laughs> so my mother said, okay, now you have your degree, you go to earn some money. So I went uh, to a company to do some drawing jobs. Okay. So simple uh, I drawing, but I only stayed there for one month. And then before I finished my, my 30 days test run, I got a call from a surveyor company in Brussels to ask if I would like to work for them. So that was like in 99. So it was at that moment, people still called to ask to come to work for them. So I just, uh, I went there and I started 
so it was a company and in, in, they had an office in Brussels. Uh, I think that's known. And then yes. also in, in Leuven, that's a university down like 30 kilometers from Brussels. Okay. And I started doing classic boundary, mm-hmm. um, some construction, some other stuff. And then I, I, they, they were doing at the time a lot of pipeline uh, construction. And uh, I did, I worked there for nine years, I think, or eight okay. years. And I did like four years of, the, of total of that. I did only constru- uh, pipeline construction. So uh, on, the, on the site, doing the stakeouts, doing uh, I, the, the follow-up of the, the construction sites, doing the S-builds. So I did everything, mm-hmm. in fact, on those jobs. So it was only me and then a, a roadman. So we didn't have a GPS at the time. So um, I did that for like, uh, I think I finished in 2007, I think, or 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got a bit tired and then I got a, uh, an opportunity to go to work for uh, a construction site, a construction company to do uh, their stakeouts and also to, to develop uh, like a surveyor's office in the company because they didn't they ah. had to, to outsource everything. Yeah, okay. But um, the problem with that was I, they had all these promises, but at the end, I was only driving <laughs> around the whole of Belgium to, do, um, to, to clean up uh, sites, to start construction, to, mm-hmm. to do this, to do that. And then mm-hmm. I got a bit fed up. But at that That's moment, a local surveyor here, another one, he, he, he went on for retirement and he called me, uh, are you possibly interested to take over my, uh, my surveying job? So I, I bring ah. on the, the work mm-hmm. and you do them uh, in the weekends or when you have time. And then we had a financial agreement. Yeah. So I started working on the side, but with those two, um, I, at the end, I was working the whole week from the construction company and then in the weekends for myself. Mm. So I decided like 12 years ago, I'm going to try to work by myself. So uh, I started as a, as a one-man shop and I'm still a one-man shop. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that um, being anything and everything in the company, doing everything yourself. How do you find that? It's um, a bit full-on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know you just yeah. said that you were quite busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I am the I am the surveyor. I'm the roadman. I, <laughs> guy. I am the the one who uh, who saws all the wood. So I do everything. <laughs> the only thing I don't do is my bookkeep, bookkeeping. So uh, yeah, it's it's a bit much sometimes. But I I'm in business now that long, so I choose also my jobs. I I. I also have the, the tendency to, to, I know after that many years that there has to be a lot before I get, uh, before it gets on my nerves. So mm-hmm. I, 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 when I started, you take on everything, you, you answer to every call. When they say, yeah, we, you have to be there in one hour, you do it. I'm now at the, at the stage in my career that I say, okay, you have to wait. And I, do, I just don't care anymore. So. I, I set my own set of rules. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, I try to work like that. Mm. Um, it's it, it's nice to be able to do that and not worry 
um, and, and have the right clients and things like that, I think, um, rather than pushing yourself and saying yes to everything. And I do worry, but... Uh, I, it's, well, there's I always a worry when you have a business. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, of course, now with everything that's going on, it's like... Mm. Uh, uh, this war in Ukraine, Ukraine is like, and when you uh, when you fly like a bird, it's only like one thousand two hundred kilometers from here. Yeah! Wow! So um, so close. I, yeah, we are feeling the effects from that and, and everything now. So everything mm. is going up, prices. So construction sites are getting less and less equipment, materials. So oh, like, really? Over there too? Because yeah. we have those sort of similar problems here. All of our, you know, sourcing some of the materials, uh, the price of everything's gone up. It's yeah, it's just crazy. So. Yeah, we have we have our own brick companies here, but they they stopped making bricks because it's too expensive because of the the gas prices are way <sighs> up there. And so we depend on everything from Russia. So that has to completely change. Huh? Mm. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, mm. but yeah, that's politics, so let's not discuss that. <laughs> yeah, no, let's not. <laughs> um, tell me, so so running your business and everything, um, I know that you do a lot of laser scanning. Do you do yeah. much, um, like I know that you do, well, I think you do set out and stuff as well. So are you kind of doing um, robotic sort of stuff and laser scanning stuff or, you know, what's the sort of things that you do actually do during the day uh, on so your job? I, I, when I started, I did the classic boundary and then yep. uh, like, uh, how do you call it? When you divide a, a, a great parcel up and a subdivision, parcels, a subdivision, yeah, that's it. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of those, mm-hmm. but after a while, so the, the, because Belgium is so tiny, uh, all the, the, the parcels to be subdivided are, <laughs> are getting less and less so the, yeah. the larger projects are are gone uh-huh. so I, I started doing boundary subdivisions and a lot of uh, road design in the beginning oh road design so too because okay. I, because i do uh, because i am a civil engineer yeah i can do road design myself so i did a lot of subdivisions with larger roads in the beginning and some construction and that was it but then i I, after a few years, I saw that there's an, a change in, in the tendency to change mm. in, in, in the, the stuff, uh, the, the kind of jobs that get that, that are possible. So, boundary is like over here, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, when there was a boundary dispute and you would turn up as a surveyor. You would say, okay, people, this it's like this and that. And they say, okay, this is a surveyor. He will be right. Mm-hmm. And we will follow the things he say. Mm. Now with everything uh, on GIS and on photogrammetry available yeah. for everyone, it's very difficult to, 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 um, I, to, to let your knowledge and experience be the priority for those people. So, Mm-hmm. They tend to say, okay, a surveyor, we, we need them, but we saw on Google Maps, or we saw this, or we saw that. And um, I, the respect for the surveyor as like a boundary legal, legal person is, is, is gone. Yeah, that's, it's just, it's so bad, isn't it? Why, why that sort of happens? Yeah, it's like, I, 
that's not only that. That's it's like when I started, they will they would email you for okay, can you have a quote uh, mm. for this or for that? And now they email you, and they five minutes later you get a call. Did you get my email? So it's very. Uh, <laughs> I, the, the I want it, and I want changed. it. I want it, and I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So that's 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 changed a lot. So I I I tend. I, I was following laser scanning and because mm. I, my dad, um, he was always interested in, in like the new technologies and me also. So I followed that a bit. And then after a few years, I took the plunge and invested in a, in a scanner. Mm. Nobody did it here. Yeah. Okay. And in the beginning there wasn't, I, it was also, it was uh, obsolete the, the, the instrument because, uh, I didn't know exactly how I could turn it into a, a usable device. Mm-hmm. But after a few years, I did some starting out and did some odd jobs like churches and uh, archaeological stuff. So, a mouthful. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah. Try and spell and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't start. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, I, I it started to run a little bit, but the scanner was um, I it, it he wasn't up to the task to do the projects that I would like to do. It was like a, a Faro S twenty one hundred twenty series, mm-hmm. so it was good for indoors, but uh, outdoors it was uh, yeah, pain to work with with spheres and all these targets. So okay. I was always interested in in in, in a real device. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in the beginning I couldn't afford it so um, but like five or six years ago I went to a geo business in London with my dad and uh, we had a look at all the manufacturers and then people from Regal came over here to, to, to show the instrument mm. and I had a, a bit of a discussion with my book with my account and then he said okay your figures are good so you can invest in that so uh I took the plunge and I invested in a, you know, a hundred k instrument here. So, oh, <laughs> so you really had to start using it to uh, pay it off. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So it, it had to, it has to spin uh, a lot. So, but I, mm. in the beginning it was difficult, but now it's, it spins a lot. somewhere. no problems there. Yeah, yeah, because you you do quite a lot of uh, scanning stuff. I know that you know on LinkedIn you're always showing different things that you're doing and stuff. So mm. yeah, I have the tendency to to even if it's like a, a boundary job. Sometimes I still do a boundary job, and they ask me or a topographical survey. Mm. I tend to scan everything, okay, and then add add some some points with uh, RTK or with my with my robotic to uh, to to make a complete survey but mm. i don't have the tendency anymore to measure houses or to measure uh, uh, levels on on a, on the streets mm. with a with a classic instrument so i scan everything and i take i extract the data mm-hmm. that i need and then uh, i combine everything right what software do you use to do all of that in um, so classic, uh, instruments, I'm a Sokia guy, mm-hmm. so, uh, Belgium here is a complete Laika country, but I'm always a bit, um, I, I always go for the opposite. So I invested 
in the beginning in the Sakya gear and some top guns. So I'm in that in that space. Um, so that's classic um, yeah. AutoCAPs licensing, civil 3D. Yeah. Uh, I use some Carlson uh, suites to to do my field to finish. Oh, okay. How do you so find I, that? Is that good to use? I it's it's very sur- surveyor orientated. Yeah. So the the only downside I I find it very good. The only downside is it's very uh, US based. Uh, yeah. Well. Mm. So they tend to do everything with like bearings and. Uh, all sorts of stuff and that's something over here it's never been nobody does that so we don't indicate any angles every plan over here is indicated with coordinates really yeah okay mm. so if i if i hear like podcasts about australia or the us like on the geoholics podcast yeah. they only yeah they talk about bearings and azimuths nobody uses that here nobody yeah. That's re- that's really interesting, yeah. Because we, yeah, we have our bearings and distances on our plans. For... We do, we do a bearing. I, if I if I do a local job, I set my point at thousand thousand, and I do an estimate. But mm. if I normally everything here is is done in the the Belgian oh. geodetic system. So and that's only coordinates. Mm-hmm. So you you never see on any I, on older plans, maybe, but on new plans, it's only coordinates. You have 10, 10, uh, t- 10 points, 10 coordinates. That's it. So uh, we don't we do not do berries here. Oh, you'll have to send me some to have a look at. Yeah. And if mm. we do like the, the angles, because I, we, we work with angles, but it's mm-hmm. all in, uh, I, over here it's called cons, but it's like the, the 400 degree uh, system. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. So the, the, grad, the gradual system. So we don't do uh, mm. minutes, seconds. That's Completely different. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows how to use it here. Yeah, and we okay. don't do radians. We don't do uh, 360 degrees. That's mm. done. Everybody uses 360. Only yes. a surveyor uses 400 degrees. <laughs> so... Uh, because I, when I hear or when I see plans or, or hear people discussing bearings and and uh, back sides and foresides, we don't. I, it's it's not used here. We work with those, but on 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 I, on no plans or mm. it, it just isn't indicated. We have X Y and we have X Y from point one, X Y from point two, and we calculate our, our angles themselves if it's needed, but. Everything here is done in coordinates. Mm, that's really interesting. I, I don't know that anybody I've ever spoken to before is, has mentioned that one. So, mm. I know how to work with them because if you do like a stakeout of, a, of an underground uh, sewer mm-hmm. that you have to, 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 to give the direction, okay, you mm. use it. But in classic uh, boundary yeah. and in mm. construction site, classic construction site, it's, it's not used. Fascinating. So, uh, wow. Mm, that's very cool. Um, you were saying about Topcon and Sokia and Leica. There's no Trimble over there? Yeah, there's Trimble. There's trimble oh, there's Trimble? Uh, okay, just checking. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned most of them then. <laughs> yeah. So I, but <laughs> mo- I think like 80 or 90%, 80% is uh, Leica here but for everything. So 
Yeah, right. people don't look further. I that's my my opinion over here. They don't look further from their noses, so they have a like a total station, and they buy a like a, a scanner. It's it's understandable, of course, but uh, I'm, I have a, a Sokia total station. I have a, a topcon laser level. I have a, a Regal laser scanner, so. Mm. I, I buy what's what's I would work what's what's good in my workflows. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's good. You you said that your dad went over with you. What and like your dad's interested in technology, but does he have any connection to surveying or civil or or anything like that? No, 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 no. no he, he's <laughs> passed away, unfortunately. But he was a uh, he was a very uh, heavy. Uh, photographic I did everything with photography ah, and okay. he was interested in like uh, microscopes and uh, all those sorts so, and he, he just follows I, he was a he, he was always interested in new technology so he yep. had nothing to do with surveying mm-hmm. but he, um, he supported me for that so and he went he went one time with me to to London to a geo business mm. Mm. checking out all of the equipment <laughs> yeah 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 um do you do any surveying work outside of belgium with all of these countries so close to you can you survey in other countries yeah no problem i mm-hmm. just can't do a boundary of course so i did some scanning jobs in germany and oh, holland okay in france so mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so like with covid i had a, a nice job in, in munich Mm. to do a parking lot but that was like for a, a uk company but they were restricted to go abroad oh, so they okay. called me mm-hmm. and they asked me can you do that so uh so yeah everything is done by car here so uh when i'm from here to munich it's like 800 kilometers mm-hmm. so it's like paris is four hours drive mm-hmm. so yeah i but most most is done here so we have here in Belgium, you have uh, the Dutch-speaking part and then the French-speaking part. Oh, is it? Is there? Um, and you're the Dutch part, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the Dutch. So we have three parts. In fact, the Dutch, the French-speaking part, and then there's a little part that's German-speaking, but they oh, also okay. speak French. Yeah. So that right. was a, a part that we took back from the Germans. Uh, <laughs> Before the war, so but uh, that's the small part. They speak German and French, but it's like we have like three, mm-hmm. three languages here. But the German is not an official one, but French and Dutch is. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's very complicated. And we have a, a country for such of, a small country. <laughs> we have uh, nine governments. For uh, we have a Flemish government. We have a federal government. A Flemish government. The French part has three governments, and there's a Brussels has its own government as well. Wow. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But yeah, yeah that's the way it goes. <laughs> that sounds like it. Um, so what um, what would be now at the moment, like you were saying, like with the challenges and stuff and, and, and construction and stuff, and you said that you were busy but you can see things changing is that do you think the construction's going to slow right down and you're going to lose a lot of work yeah oh. i i mainly in the, in the I, I do like 
house as a staking of small houses for small jobs. Mm-hmm. Those I think are going to be a bit less, but I also do like uh, larger uh, facilities. So that's that gonna that's gonna keep keep going. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mostly, I before a few years, years ago, I did a lot of uh, road staking. But that's I the people uh, that those companies or they buy their own GNS GNSS gear, or they are moving into machine control. And machine control is something I don't I, I don't do that. So I yeah. I'm not yeah. into to building models. So uh, that's some I, someone else can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I am I'm more of a I, construction construction staking guy. But then I I can do very complicated things as well. So yeah. Um, you you mentioned about the GNSS stuff. Do you have any GPS equipment? Yeah, I have my older Sokia. Mm-hmm. That's like um, only uh, GPS and uh, GLONASS, but it still works. So, uh, <laughs> but now I I, I bought um, a com uh, an FCOM system uh, in December, so uh, I could use uh, a new uh, a new system with all I Galileo and and also a tilt uh, GNSS. But I mainly okay. use my GNSS to do like control points. Right. Yeah. Or I set it up on the scanner to measure directly into uh, the Belgian geodetic system. Mm-hmm. Or I do some stakeouts, but I'm not. I'm not into the full um, the full topos of roads like two or three kilometers. I don't do those anymore. So I, I tend to do to GNSS like 20 points and that's it. Mm. And then I scan everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're scanning everything, have you got a nice big uh, hard drive for all of that data? That- <laughs> I have uh, a lot. So uh, no, I have a few, a, a few NAS systems and mm. then I have all these... Uh, I have like a whole bunch of these in the basement. Uh, yeah. Those are all like uh, six terabytes. Yeah. Seagate drives. And mm-hmm. I tend to, when everything's done, I copy those on two and one one is, is stored somewhere else. So, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I have all my data from all those years. So I have terabytes Gosh. of data. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you manage to keep... keep uh... Keep on track of what, what you've got. <laughs> oh, it's very simple. So every job, when someone calls for a job, I look in my list and it's mm-hmm. like the year 22. So I say, okay, 22073. Yep. That's like in that town for that client. And then I make a folder I have on my NAS system. Yep. An, an, an alphabetic one for mm-hmm. all the towns. So if I oh, say uh, okay. B for Brussels. I say Brussels, um, Avenue Louise, and mm-hmm. then that's uh, file number 22073. And then I place it it's a very simple in an Excel sheet also. Yeah. And if, if, if the, the jobs are getting backed up, stored away, I, 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 every disk has, has got a number. So this is disk 28, for example, an older mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I say, okay, that's on disk uh, 53. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, and if I need 
that job to to, to uh, so I delete everything, and then um, if that job has to to be re-imported, I just search. I look in my list. Yeah, I say, oh, this, and then it's a very you know simple exactly system. where to go. Yeah, sounds perfect. <laughs> nice and organized. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that organized, but uh, I, I after a few years, you know that you have to do something about your digital filing system because it's 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 yeah getting ridiculous the mm. amount of data. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we we met um really through uh, Elaine and her geospatial marketing academy how what made you decide to to join the academy and has it helped you with your company um i, I still have to follow a lot of courses <laughs> i don't find the time but i i i i, I was I, I wanted to follow it because i there's a the competition here is very heavy Mm-hmm. So you have like um, a lot of companies who who are with a lot of surveyors, uh, bigger companies. So they 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 have also always those crews available to to directly um, go into the field. But also here in Belgium, you have a lot of surveyors who who work together as a sort of a, not a company, but there's one in that town, there's one in that town. So you have like. Uh, society and association of surveyors and they are like 20 people and they invest as a company in gear so they always oh. have all this gear available but they don't have to buy it all themselves so they just share it around yeah and the problem yeah. is with that I, that tends to to get prices down of course mm. so uh and i just want to 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 uh, to get a piece of the pie for myself and yeah. So to 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 get the better clients also. So I, I mm-hmm. I'm not interested in doing like jobs for for nothing, and no. uh, so I'd rather have like two very good clients than ten clients who I always have arguments mm. or or uh, problems on the construction side or something else. But so in, with that reason, I I I am taking the course, but I. I just don't find the time. <laughs> it's a little bit difficult sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you're on your own, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And I also have two two kids here and a wife who needs the, the attention also. So <laughs> and some uh, some gardening to do and uh, so I'm yes. always busy. Yes, it, it makes it hard. And how old are you? Um is it two boys? Yeah. Yeah. One is ten and one is seven. Mm. So that will uh, definitely keep you busy, that's for sure. Very busy. Mm, yep. <laughs> um, but they're in school. They're in school now, so. Mm-hmm. And it's your. It's what we say. It's your summer now, because we're yeah, getting quite is, cold. Yeah, mm. summer is starting here. Mm. Does it get really hot there, or? But I, you, you tend to see the the, the changes, so. Uh, when it's hot, it's very hot here. Mm-hmm. When it's cold, it's cold. So, but when it rains, it rains uh, cats and dogs. So it's very. <laughs> I we definitely see the, the the changes in the climate. Yeah, but it's off. It's it's like it's not a Mediterranean here. So it's like it's normal. Normally, we have like twenty five degrees in the summer Celsius. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, twenty five degrees Celsius, 
And then the rent was like, like five or I think between yeah, zero okay. and five degrees. So it's not, mm-hmm. we're not, uh, it's not mountainous here. So we, uh, we have a normal, normal style of weather. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's it like working when it's so cold? <laughs> because I, I'm on my own. I can say, okay, now I'm, I'm staying in or I will do that. So. <laughs> it's an office day today. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So now today it's, it's sunny, so uh, but I have to go into the field later on. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good day. So it's a perfect surveying weather today. Nice. Lovely. So do you, um, are you happy with the choices that you've made about being a surveyor and not going into yeah. something else? No, no. So I, I, I only know surveying also, so I haven't mm. done anything else. So um, so, uh, but I'm good at it, I think. Yeah. So mm. uh, I keep on going. I, I, maybe I would chose another path, but it's just, I, it came across because of the other, I, because of the, the small jobs I did when I was, uh, when I was in, in uh, when I was still in school. School. That yeah. I, I thought it was cool. So uh, mm. it was not like my, my youngest, he, he runs the whole day here in a, in a fireman suit. He wants to be a fireman. I, I, I never had the, uh, I never went here with a, with a mirror through my house uh, when I was little. So, but I would do the same, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, um, oh, I was going to say, how being working for these other companies, did you ever have anyone who made a real impact on you? as a surveyor that either, you know, that was a mentor to you or, you know, did things that kind of really made a, a, an impact on your career? Not really. So, uh-huh. no. So uh, I, I, on other podcasts, people always talk about yeah. mentoring. And yeah. I, I, for me, I, I, I did it as a job. I, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from certain people. Yeah. But um I, most of the things that I know now, I, I, because I, I, they say like, I do this as a job, but after when I, when I'm in, in my sofa in the evening, I tend to, to, to look for other stuff around surveying. So I, I'm a bit of a eat, sleep and a dream surveying <laughs> guy. So I learned a lot myself. Mm-hmm. So because I, I tend to to search for a lot and uh, to investigate. So, but mentor, not really. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay, what's uh, what's one of the 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 worst things that has happened to you when you've been surveying? Been uh, I had to f- to run away one time when like a farmer was was behind me with his I don't know how to call it, uh, not a shovel, but to pick up a uh, oh a, a pick a fork pick yeah yes so when I had to <laughs> I run uh, <laughs> that was like the worst thing that ever happened to me that's I, not I too bad get, no they I I tend to have a lot of arguments with clients because of like boundary disputes but uh, I I always said okay if you are going to argue with me or going to curse at me I'm just leaving so I I don't I I had. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, some things happened when my kids were born 
that make you think differently about life and yeah. it's, it's only like it's it's only a piece of land or it's only this or only that so mm. i tend to 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 be very yeah i i i just say okay it's is it worth to to make to argue your whole life about that there are more important things and mm. uh, if they argue with me or if they are they curse at me i just say okay i'm off <laughs> so. it's probably the best thing to do mm. and so having your own business how is how have you managed you've just sort of once again researched and worked out how to how to manage your, your business yeah well? that's a trial and error of course yeah mm-hmm. now here to start a business it's very easy you just mm-hmm. apply for a, a v, vat number and you're off mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I didn't. I, I I didn't follow any courses or, or stuff like that. So just I, I didn't have a business plan either. I just say okay, I, I'm starting with that. I go. I did go to the bank. Okay, can I borrow some money because I don't have any f- to buy an instrument, and I, and off I was. So so and I, I learned through through trial and error because I learned everything. I learned something new. So. Mm-hmm. There's not a day that I don't learn anything, so yeah. I, I could better do this. Or if I buy like this prism, I can, I can be more. I can be like five percent more efficient on sites. So I, mm-hmm. I win like fifteen minutes. Uh, so you learn every day. Yeah, so true. You are learning every day. I like that. You're always learning. So what does motivate you? <clears throat> new stuff yeah uh, new stuff like new technologies so uh, like it's now it's, it's getting very difficult to follow everything so i'm i'm a, I, I do i do classic uh, terrestrial scanning but i'm also also interested in, in mobile and like mm-hmm. the new nervous system and things like that but it's all it's also i for me as a one man shop i i all i also have to i it has to to earn some cash also so i'm i I did a lot of research for that but i'm a bit i'm following it but i say okay it's not for me for the moment maybe in five years time Mm. so um i'll keep on uh, improving my workflows with my system to to even go faster or do Mm -hmm. a better job but only with my system so before a few years ago i tend to yeah i have to follow this i have to buy a drone I have to do this, uh, yeah, uh, aerial lighter, it's maybe interesting. But mm. Now I said, okay, I'm going straight for the construction side of things and uh, TLS. Yeah. Can't do everything. Well, no, you can't. Um, but I guess it's knowing what's out there and and how maybe it can be used, yeah, further down the track if things sort of change. Yeah, because yeah. normally yesterday I... In Cologne, there was a, a trade show about a digital, a digital bow. It was called. So it was like everything to do with BIM. Oh, okay. Now I'm not a. I don't know much about BIM, so I scanned mm. a lot for BIM, but I'm not a, a real Revit uh, yeah. or any other software uh, specialist. So, but I, I, I tend to 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 look in that further because I think the future is is there so you have to know to load up an, an IFC in a field book and to do construction mm. staking 
mm-hmm. from an IFC. So I think those are the new things and I, I should invest time in that. And then let's the uh, all the drone flights and the aerial lighter uh, do let someone else do that and be be good at this. Mm. So um, that's is is doing um, going to those conferences uh, help you with your points, or you have to do a course mm. sort of thing? Yeah, no. So yesterday, but I I couldn't go, so there was something urgent came up. So normally I w- I went to Cologne, but. I had to give it a mess. So uh, yeah. no, uh, everything everything in the foreign, I, not in Belgium, has no points. So, um, uh. but either things that get points, or there are trade shows in Belgium. Yeah. Or when you buy, like I bought this new GNSS, and then you have like eight points mm-hmm. that come by it. So you you can follow the course with the guy who sells it, and he gives you eight points. So. Um, you can follow some courses or you can through trade shows where everyone goes then all mm-hmm. the surveyors are there but just for the points <laughs> so, uh, but there, those are mainly free but all the others are are, are at an expense so it's, it's if you want to follow the real interesting one it got once it costs a lot of money yeah yeah um but i, I suppose if you sort of looking into that bim type of area and the modeling and stuff like that if you can um do it where it's going to also give you points as well sort of works out well because you're actually yeah. learning and stuff like that that's i was just <clears throat> i was just thinking yeah just mm. I, for me it's like getting the 20 points just to say how i get them it's not i i, I tend to i try to follow the interesting ones yeah but if there's a trade show for eight points and okay I, you're I gonna do it <laughs> i'm gonna do it so uh, but, uh, everyone everyone thinks like that here so uh <laughs> no but it's, it's like I'm, I'm focusing on on the tls uh on the tls side in 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 conjunction with construction so yeah the advantage i have is there are a lot of people scanning a lot of people but a lot of people are only scanning so mm-hmm. but i can do both so i can set tie points i can draw plans i can go back and stake out certain things so i i can deliver the whole package the whole package yeah yeah and yeah, so there are a lot of people who do drones but they only have a drone so they can fly like a stockpile and that's it yep. And but uh, yeah, if, if someone would ask you, yeah, can you stake out now uh, a hub that indicates the height, uh, we need that, that they can't do it because they only have one drone. So I have all these all this equipment, so I can yeah. I can measure, mm. I can stake out. So that's that's my advantage. Yeah. And advantage for my clients is also there's only one guy. So I'm on site, I do the office work. When they call me, I know every I know everything about yeah. the job site. So there's only one guy, mm-hmm. and that's I, I think a lot of companies I work for find that uh, like an advantage as opposed to larger okay. companies who have to send out crews, yeah. different crews. He is on holiday. He does this. Mm-hmm. The other one is gone. Where are the tie points? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, have you ever thought of putting anybody else on, or have you you've done it yourself the whole time? No. No, I I sometimes I think yeah maybe I should get someone in, but I my account uh, here in Belgium the tax the tax system is very expensive. 
So okay. if you hire an employee, you're like a bank. Oh. So and I, I I I don't want I I want to do my own jobs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I have too much work or if I need help, I know a lot of other surveyors who help me out. I do some um, I do a lot of I help another surveyor out. He does a lot of uh, uh, high tension, so high voltage cabling. So new construction sites for high, mm-hmm. high voltage on on, uh, on these uh, aerial posts. So I do those for him. And uh, if I if I would go on holiday or if I have a job that urgently needs someone, he, go, he does that for me. So Yeah, I suppose it's good when you've got that person that you can rely on if you if you need it yeah, and trust what they do is probably the biggest thing that they're going to give, do a quality job. Yeah. It was my old boss. In fact, oh, really? so the first company, the first company I worked for. Uh-huh. He, uh, so because when I, when I, that's, that's kind of interesting. That's something I learned from my father. Mm-hmm. So I was fed up there. So uh, I said, okay, I, I, they don't respect me and this and that. And then after I said to my dad, I'm going to leave there. And he said, okay, you leave there, but don't make an argument. So you say, okay, we can stay. I, if we, we stopped the, our mm. agreement, but uh, because you never know, you maybe run into them later on. So true. So yeah. and that's something I learned from him. And uh, with the other companies and the other one I worked for as well. So I sometimes do the odd job mm-hmm. because I, I, I left there not feeling good mm. but i didn't mention it and mm. now i do still some jobs for the for those people so yeah so never never burn your bridges never burn like, your bridges uh, that's it yeah that's the saying yeah. <laughs> exactly oh living where you are and getting to travel to so many different places what's the the most um memorable or unusual place that you have been to um I've been in the uh, the National Bank here once to do uh, to make a, a price quote. So it's like the the building where they used to print uh, the money. Oh, okay. So that was kind of interesting. Mm. And wow, I've seen dozens of places like uh, factories where no one ever comes, but you could see those. But also landscapes or, or sites mm. that. You know, mm. okay. I never, I will never come here by accident or, or on my spare time. But uh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, very, uh, not so pleasant sites, and I worked <laughs> in a lot of not so pleasant environments. But like that's what? like the uh, like dirty or dangerous sites, or yeah, okay, or places uh, where you don't feel at ease. So because mm. I, I work alone, yes. If they call me to do something in the center of, I, in like parts of Brussels, I would definitely say directly, no, I don't do that. Oh, oh, okay. Because There's some bad spots when, there. Yeah, because yeah. I know when you turn your back, um, your gear is gone. So, oh, okay. Um, over here, it's not, I, that's not a problem, but I, mm. there are some certain areas because I know of a, I have a story of like a construction site once in the center of Brussels. It was like an underground, um, an underground um, sewer. They had to to drill, but it was in a in a, in a bend, mm-hmm. and there was a, a giant hole, and it was like twelve meters deep. 
Oh, and I had to stake out the direction of the, the drilling machine. Mm-hmm. And there were people out on outside uh, on top, so on the construction uh, on the parking lot. And uh, there happened something in, in the in the drill part, and everybody left everything and they went all into the the drill uh, below surface. And when they returned, all the gear was gone. So oh, no. drilling, drilling equipment, grinders. Oh my gosh. Uh, like buckets with nails, everything yeah. is just gone. <laughs> so uh <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, I, it's not only I when I see when I see on, on LinkedIn or on Facebook like posts of people in the UK, that happens a lot that people I, that mm. gear gets stolen by mm. by people passing by things like that don't happen here so but there are parts here in, uh, in, in brussels or in yeah. antwerp where you don't have to go yeah mm. yeah i mean it happens here as well but i don't hear it that much um i saw someone post the other day and i'm not sure if it was on linkedin or on instagram that someone's i think it was a scanner got stolen yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, when I scan, I'm always uh, I, the, the the advantage is I don't need any spheres or something like that. So I scan. I am always just mm. on, besides the the instrument. So uh, uh, robotic, okay, I can leave that like 200 meters away, but only when I know that it's. But uh, mm. mostly my robotic is used now at construction sites. So uh, that problem is is yeah, gone. And then if I if it. I if I would do a road topo, I would do a GNSS. So, uh, mm. so you you adapt to the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, how long have you been with your wife for? Twelve years, I think. Okay, nice. Where did you meet her? What was Online. that? <laughs> nice. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, of course not. <laughs> and you've got two lovely kids, so yeah, the world is good. Mm, the world is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, mm, yeah, that's nice. All right, how do you relax? Oh, should I say, do you relax if you've got your own business and <laughs> everything? Yeah, I like to, I, to hang out with the kids and mm. do some cycling and uh, go out for a meal or stuff like that. So mm. the usual, the usual things, I think. So I'm not, I. I'm not that of an interesting guy. I think I'm not like I, I'm not doing like paragliding or <laughs> jumping. So the the, the usual uh, usual yeah. things. Yeah. If you were at a party, where would someone find you? Um, in the beginning at the bar and at the end mm-hmm. on the dance floor, I think. Oh, on the dance floor, nice. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning not so, but uh, after no, a few drinks. But the few drinks gets you. <laughs> I'd probably be with you there. Um, would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door? Uh, key that that opens any door, mm. I think. Yeah, nice. And then um, look look what's mm. behind the door and say, okay, I'll, I'll go into that or I I'm <laughs> going to do it yet. So fair enough. If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? Jump around, uh, walk around it. Walk around it. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. My um, sons, they jump in it. Yeah. But they walk around. 
So I get wet every. I I also get wet. So. (laughs) Just not soaking wet shoes. No. (laughs) If you had a superpower, what would it be? Don't know really. Hmm. You listen to this all the time and you don't think about it. (laughs) No, no. No, it's fine. No, don't have a response. I would say. Hmm. That's okay. You don't have to. What advice would you give your younger self? To to be less stressed, maybe sometimes, mm, okay. and enjoy enjoy life. Uh, just enjoy life more. Nice. So I'm I'm enjoying it, but there are moments when you are so, I with, with not only like job related stuff, but also other stuff. Yeah. But you're like yeah. stressed out, but uh, mm. it will pass by. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time it does, doesn't it? Uh, would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over? Yeah, I, I think mm. so. Nice. If you could change one thing about the surveying industry, what, what would it be? To have like so, a sort of um, like over here, like doctors and, and other people, they mm. have like a, there are some price agreements like, okay, this, ah. is, this is that. Maybe yep. something like that would be uh, beneficial to all. Mm. That would be um, I, because that's the main problem here. Everything is, I prices is everything here. Yeah. So and uh, I, in the beginning, I try to explain to clients why and because why I'm I'm not I'm I'm not the cheapest, but I'm not I'm normally I'm not the, the most expensive either. Mm. But mm-hmm. I'm a bit tired to uh, try to explain to clients why this costs this and that is that so uh if like there will be like standardized there were before there were standardized uh, numbers yeah for every kind of job but uh, the eu uh, uh banned it so it's uh, forbidden oh, so okay. if you would like measure a parcel of like mm-hmm. one hectare uh, like farmland that would be a, a cost of minimum this yep Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to use it, but we cannot. Uh, I officially use it if, because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the European uh, Union, I, they they reject that. So that's. I, I think if for the surveying industry that would be, that would be a good thing to have mm-hmm. like some sort of minimal minimal uh, minimal prices. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. You don't regret your decision to become a surveyor? No, no. Mm. Nice. All right. That's the hard-hitting questions done. We've got our quick shots. Got our quick shots to go now. This is where we learn all the little bits and pieces about you. Yeah. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. I drink liters of it. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Keep you going. <laughs> yeah, I like tea though, but uh, it's more like the atmosphere has to be more like tea tea time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I get you. Cat or dog? I'm a dog person, but we have a cat. But the, oh, the, that's funny. The advantage of a cat is you don't have to worry about it. Mm. And a dog, a dog needs time. So uh, yes, I like dogs, but it's, yeah. it just takes too much time. So we have a cat. 
So the advantage is we don't have any mice anymore in the house. <laughs> and uh, oh, so well, what 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 are my cats doing wrong then? They actually catch them from outside and bring them in for us. Ah, this one he catches them from outside and he lays them on the door. Yeah, but not oh. inside. So uh, oh, ours bring them back inside. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, sunrise or sunset. Uh, sunrise. I'm an early bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer or winter? Both, in fact. Mm, okay. I don't care because uh, I, I, every every season has its charm. So I like autumn a lot because of the changing of the leaves. Mm, mm-hmm. So when you're like driving around and you see everything turning red and, and yellow, I like that. But I also like when there's nothing on and they're, and they're growing in like two or three weeks. So I like every season. Nice. Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? I hate them. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I, uh, when my, I, the youngest one, he, he does everything. But if, if we go to a, like a theme park, we have to bring, Someone who I know who, who does also everything because I, I I'm scared of it so uh, oh. I'm scared and, of heights also so that's oh, sometimes okay. a problem uh, yep. when I when I survey so uh, but yeah no I'm I'm not a roller coaster guy <laughs> three items you'd take to a desert island um, some uh, Springsteen music. Mm. Some tool music. Oh, okay. And um, a lighter. <laughs> Good choices. Uh, favorite song. Well, I don't. I favorite song. I'm not, but I'm I'm, I'm heavy into uh, Springsteen and yep. uh, and also tool. So that's no, maybe a bit. Opposite, Two of your but, favorites, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't have like a particular. It's, it's it depends on the mood. Sometimes, yes. I, oh, so I, true. Yeah. So I'm not that. Mm. But uh, all the newer stuff, my my boys, they they know every song, and I'm I'm getting uh, a bit old, so I don't know anything <laughs> uh, about the new music. So I'm uh, <laughs> I keep uh, using and and uh, playing my old CDs and. Mm. Uh, I still have some cassettes, in fact. So. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I'm, I'm, I I like a lot, but like these. They're your favorites. There you go to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Our uh, favorite movie. Oh. I like. I, I don't watch many mu- movies anymore, but I, I did like all everything with Pacino and uh, oh yeah, Pacino like movies and Robert De Niro from earlier. So, mm. uh, but I'm not. I'm really not following any of that. Yeah. So when we look at a movie, it's mostly some kids' movie that we f- we go to see with yeah. the whole family. <laughs> so like Minions or stuff like that. Yes. I'm not, I'm not really. Uh, I've never been really into movies. Mm, fair enough. Um, do you read? Have you got a favorite book? author mm, i used to when i was younger i used to read a lot of uh, english uh, police detectives mm-hmm. and uh like uh, i know this guy wingfield the writer wingfield okay i used to read a lot of that but i'm not mm. i'm a bit of a yeah 
people say, oh, don't you like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? I don't, I'm not into fantasy or stuff like that. So mm. when I read something, it's like a police, a police mm. uh, book. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Yeah. <laughs> Yet you asked to come on the podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> I, when I can talk about stuff that I like, I know. Yep. Uh, but when I when I'm in, at a party where I, mm. I don't know anybody, I'm like I will have a look around, and <laughs> so I'm not I'm not that. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, is your glass half full or half empty? Half full. Nice. Uh, one thing you would never do again. Had somebody on the construction site persuade me to end. Uh, so uh, there's a story. I, I once had to measure like up on an attic of an old mm-hmm. building, but there mm-hmm. was no entrance to uh, the stairs. So I had to climb in this small basket on a crane. Oh. And they had to lift me up, but I told mm-hmm. the guy I'm afraid of heights. So, and what he did, they normally it was very easy and straightforward. But what he did was he lifted me up, completed to the top, and then the basket to the front <gasps> of the crane. And no. the, the, he, he used that motion like the, the yeah. thing moved. Yeah. So I was completely. I I was very. I at the moment I I I, I closed my eyes and didn't do anything. So I entered the building, but when I got downstairs, I was so mad. Yeah. So I went to the, the, the superintendent's office and I, I, I went really berserk. So I said, if you do anything like I, they got me completely, mm. I was completely full with rage. So that's something that I, when, when, when you say to people, I'm afraid of heights, you have to respect that and mm. never, don't do anything to, to I, it may be yeah. funny, but uh, for the person oh, involved, it's not funny. But not in, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, that's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So never climb in a basket and on a crane again. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> if you had a warning label, what would it be? Trappist lever. What was Trappist that? beer lover. Oh. <laughs> so we are here in Belgium. That's of interest. We are we, we produce the best beers in the world. Really? And mm. Yeah. Okay. So there are there because now I'm I'm international. There are some things I can explain and uh, clarify. Everybody talks about like French fries. But yes. Fries they were invented in Belgium. Oh. French. Okay. So it's a Belgian product. So if you, if anyone ever visits Belgium, you have to get to a, not a McDonald's or stuff like that, but a, a standard. It's it's called a friture over here. Uh-huh. So uh, you have to go to a place like that and eat Belgian fries. So and the same with beer. We have the best beers in the world. Do you like a light beer or a dark beer or? I like it all. All no, I no. It's it, dep- it depends on the in the winter we tend to drink a lot more darker beer, yeah, right, because it's warmer. And in the mm-hmm. summer we get between the the more lighter beers. But we have like you have the standard lager beers, but we tend to to drink more like heavy beers and uh, like Trappist beers. That's or those are special heavier beers. So, uh, but way better than standard uh, mm. lager beers. Good to know. 
Good to know. <laughs> Who knows you best? My best mate. Mm-hmm. And have you known him for a long time? I've known him for like um, uh, 35 years, I think. Yeah. Yes. What was your favourite subject in school? Geography. Hmm. I, I, when I was young, I knew like from every country, the capital and things like that. And I see that with my boys also. So when they hear something on the news or they ask me that, where where is that? And I have like like the, not a map. Mm. Oh, the globe. The globe, yeah. I have a globe here in my office and I say, okay, that's here. And then he asks me, where where do you live? We live here. So uh, (laughs) geography was was something I liked very lot. Very good. Favorite childhood memory? Just um, I, when I was young, there wasn't anything else but like uh, a play yard with sand and our bicycle. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do anything else but than ride our bike in the neighborhood and build stuff in trees. Mm. So and uh, so we didn't when 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 they wanted to phone us and we went at home, nobody took the phone, so they didn't know where you were and. That was a, a good way to, to, to grow up, I think. To grow up and be free, yes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what's your favourite food? Um, as a Belgian, of course, we, we like our steak and fries. Uh, but um, I, my favourite food, when I, when I would ask, is like a Belgian specialty. It's like stovles met bloemkool and with the sauce and croquetten. Oh. So that's like uh, uh, small pieces of, of, of meat in a special yep. sauce, and then okay. uh, cauliflower with a with a with a white milk sauce, and then oh, yum. you have. Cro- I don't know if you know that croquette, uh, croquettes. It's like it, mashed it potato, potato but then and then fried with, or with, something. Uh, yeah, fried. Yeah, is it in a batter? Do they do it in a batter or just flour and then fry it or? Um, it's like mashed potato, then in some egg yolk, uh-huh. then uh, breadcrumb around it, and yep. then in a and then dunk it in. Yeah, yep. Oh, that sounds really nice. You 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 meat in a sauce. Is it like a um, a stew sort of thing, like a, yeah, a casserole sort of thing? But of course, with like a dark Belgian beer. Mmm. Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds lo- that sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, well, favorite drink is that it's got to be beer. Yeah, no, I like also wine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, favorite beer. Like if you if you would like one name one one brand of beer, it's like Chimay. Oh. So it's spelled like C H I M A Y. Ah, okay. So look it up, Chimay. No it's like. Uh, you have a, a red version, a blue version, and a white. Mm. Nice. What's your pet peeve? Something that annoys you. When I need batteries and for gear, and I see that the kids have taken them and I put them in some sort of toy, and I definitely need them and they're gone. <laughs> that annoys me a lot. <laughs> so the problem is my office is here in the house. Yes. So they, so they can just walk in and out. And uh, <laughs> so 
they, I, they, they, they take paper out of my copy machine. They use my <laughs> pens. They, they know that they can touch my Sophia gear. So, but yeah, I, everything that they need to to draw and to do everything, it's all here. So uh, it's fair game. Uh, so I'm always losing. I'm always searching for my my pens or or like a, a ruler or something like that or a stapler. Where's my stapler? Oh, yeah, the little one is making it. A crown or something else. <laughs> so that annoys me, but yeah. Mm. But they're your kids, aren't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Win the lottery or the perfect job? The perfect job with a little higher salary, maybe. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, biggest fear. Yeah, so heights. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite sport? Uh, I like to ski. I'm not a, a spectator of sports, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I used to watch a lot of football and uh, cycling and everything like that. But now, it doesn't interest me anymore. But I like skiing mm-hmm. physically. Yeah, so yep. morning or night person. Both. Mm-hmm. So I can get up at six mm-hmm. and I can go to bed at one, and I'm still. Mm. So when the alarm bell rings, I jump out of my bed and I start my day. Oh, my God. You jump out of bed? <laughs> yeah. I roll out of or bed. Or there are some, uh, <laughs> some of the tourists are already on my bed uh, asking for something. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's and your proudest? Oh, yeah. I don't have that anymore. Mine are past that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your proudest moment? Become a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dream car? Uh, I'm not into car. For me, a car is just like I, I need to drive yeah, from A to B. Yeah. But when I would have the possibility to, to I, like uh, an older Porsche or something like that, so mm. the, the, nice. the old style Porsches, yeah. something like that. But I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't mm-hmm. interest me. In fact, I just need it to, to move around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Favorite color? Blue. Blue. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? I find myself uh, like a twelve, but no, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I you! I think you're my highest number. <laughs> sometimes I'm like ten. Sometimes I'm like three. So uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> are you Apple or Android? Uh, Android. Uh-huh. Is Apple I very can, big I, over there? Yeah, but I, I uh-huh. just cannot work with it. It's, yes, it, it, it's not. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and lastly, what's your star sign? Uh, ooh, I don't know any in English. When I'm a Scorpion, I think is that uh, correct? Scorpio, yeah. A Scorpio. I'm born in November. Uh, I was, yeah, I was going to, I was just trying to count down when that, November. Mm-hmm. November. Very good. All right. Well, thank you. That's, that's our questions. We're done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I hope I, maybe, I, maybe some other Sophia's, ah, they work in court. I, for me, that's interesting. Like, uh, I hear everybody with, with the bearings and the azimuths and then, yeah. Uh, I don't understand why they use that. We don't do everything in coordinates. It's no, plain simple. Yeah. So uh, 
It's, it's those are the things that because I, I heard the podcast uh, was it with you the the the, the, the female who worked on uh, oil rigs in Norway. Oh um, yeah, um, Kaya from yeah. Norway. Yes. So that was interesting also because you hear something. I, I'm 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 not that spectacular. I'm, I'm not doing oil rigs, but you hear some some other story and mm. some other uh, views of how how things are done. So. Uh, Mm. It is. It's really interesting. interesting hearing how what yeah how how other people do things and how things work in different countries and what they get out of it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and the, the difference between someone who works in a company I, with yes. lots of people and someone who works yeah. who does everything alone or mm. so that's uh, always interesting to hear. Yeah, definitely. So true. Well, Levin, thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. Likewise, and now, now I'm going to get prepared to do some uh, stakeout of like a few houses. So uh, sun is shining. So uh, lovely. It's going to be good. Good. You enjoy that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's chat. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great episode. Defining boundaries with Peter Cox.